Welcome to Gospel Truth with Andrew Womack, a teaching ministry that focuses on God's unconditional love and grace. In the New Covenant, we have boldness to enter into the Holy of Holies by a new and living way. For so long, I was just always reaching out towards God. Where are you, Lord? But when I heard Andrew's message, it was just like the light bulb went off and I just like knew God is here with us. And now, here's Andrew. Welcome to our Friday's broadcast of The Gospel Truth. Today, I'm continuing to teach through a series that I've entitled, Discover the Keys to Staying Full of God. I have this book on it, study guides, CDs, DVDs. And I tell you, this has been powerful. What this is talking about, in Romans chapter 1, Paul was talking about how everybody at one time had a revelation from God of his existence and of their need for him. But you can deaden yourself to that. You can walk away from it. You can diminish the conviction of your conscience in your life. And he gives steps to doing that. In Romans 1.21, he says, "...because that when they knew God, first thing, they glorified Him not as God. Second thing, they were thankful, but became vain in their imaginations, and their foolish heart was darkened." So this is what I've been talking about. This is now the end of my second week. The first week, I talked about what it meant to glorify God. And I tell you, this is really powerful. This is, this is awesome, something that God has done in my life. And I tell you, most people, I don't believe, put the proper value and worth on what God has done, and they don't focus on it, and they forget. There's a reason that in Psalms 103 it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all His benefits. The reason we're commanded not to forget is because it's our tendency to forget. If you don't make a deliberate effort to remember the goodness of God, then you will see what God has done in your life diminish. You know, there was a man who was very instrumental in my life. At one time, we were very, very close. And uh, I mean, he shared with me experiences he had had where he was caught up into heaven. And God spoke to him. We experienced a lot of things going on in our lives together. And anyway, we were separated for 20-something years. And then God put us back together, and I actually asked this man to come speak with me at one of my meetings. And I was just thrilled to have this man speaking with me, uh, somebody that we had lost contact for many years, and here we were back together. And so as we drove around during the day in between meetings, I was just remembering and talking about the great things. I was even talking about some of the experiences he had that he had told me about. And I was just talking about this and glorifying the Lord and remembering all these good things. And after a while, he just literally said, Stop! <laughs> and I said, What's the matter? And he says, I don't even remember this stuff. The things that you're talking about, his experiences, where he had had God give him revelations, he had forgotten them. I remembered them better than he did. You know why? Because I went over and over and over these things, and I rehearse my victories, and I keep them in front of my eyes, and I keep magnifying the Lord. And anyway, not to be a discredit to this man, but he went off the rails for a while and got angry at God and out of the ministry, and there were some things that happened, and I can guarantee you part of it was that he didn't remember the goodness of God. 
THAT'S WHAT THIS IS SAYING, THAT FOR YOU TO LOSE WHAT GOD HAS DONE IN YOUR LIFE, IF GOD HAS EVER TOUCHED YOUR LIFE, AND IF IT SEEMS LIKE IT ISN'T HAVING THE IMPACT ON YOU TODAY THAT IT WAS AT ONE TIME, PART OF IT IS YOU HAVEN'T PUT THE RIGHT VALUE ON WHAT GOD HAS DONE. AND THEN WHAT I'VE BEEN TALKING ABOUT ALL OF THIS WEEK, YOU HAVEN'T BEEN THANKFUL. BEING THANKFUL INVOLVES MEMORY. YOU CAN'T THANK GOD FOR SOMETHING THAT HADN'T HAPPENED YET. NOW, YOU CAN PRAISE HIM IN ADVANCE AND EXERCISE YOUR FAITH AND uh, PRAISE HIM BY FAITH, BUT YOU CAN'T REALLY THANK GOD FOR WHAT HASN'T HAPPENED YET. YOU THANK HIM FOR WHAT'S ALREADY HAPPENED IN THE PAST. SO BEING THANKFUL INVOLVES YOUR MEMORY. AND IF YOU WILL GO BACK AND REHEARSE YOUR VICTORIES AND THE GREAT THINGS THAT GOD HAS DONE, YOU ARE MAGNIFYING GOD, AND BY DOING THAT, IT WILL MAKE GOD BIGGER THAN WHAT YOUR PROBLEMS ARE. AND I'VE USED A LOT OF THINGS THIS WEEK. WE TALKED ABOUT JEHOSHAPHAT AND HOW HE WENT OUT AND PUT THE SINGERS IN THE FRONT OF THE BATTLE, AND THEY WENT OUT TO FIGHT THESE THREE ARMIES THAT HAD COME AGAINST THEM, AND BECAUSE OF IT, GOD JUST OBLITERATED THE ARMIES WITHOUT THEM HAVING TO EVEN FIGHT. EVERY SINGLE PERSON IN THESE THREE ARMIES THAT CAME AGAINST THEM WERE DESTROYED, AND IT TOOK THEM THREE DAYS TO GO GATHER UP ALL OF THE SPOIL. THAT'S THE POWER THAT IS IN PRAISE AND WORSHIP AND THANKSGIVING. JESUS SAID THAT OUT OF THE MOUTH OF BABES AND SUCKLINGS THOU HAST PERFECTED PRAISE. AND THAT WAS A QUOTATION OF PSALMS 8, 2, WHERE IT SAYS THOU HAST ORDAINED STRENGTH. SO BY PUTTING THOSE TOGETHER, YOU SEE THAT PRAISE IS STRENGTH TO STILL THE ENEMY AND THE AVENGER. MAN, THESE ARE POWERFUL THINGS WE'VE TALKED ABOUT. WHAT I WANT TO DO TODAY IS SHOW YOU HOW THIS EXACT SAME PRINCIPLE OPERATED IN THE APOSTLE PAUL'S LIFE. AND I WENT BACK AND I TALKED ABOUT THE SPIES, HOW IT WAS THE EXACT SAME THING WITH THEM. I TALKED ABOUT HOW JESUS DID THE SAME THING IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 12. WE TALKED ABOUT MOSES IN HEBREWS CHAPTER 11, VERSE 26. THIS IS JUST ALL THROUGHOUT THE WORD. IT MAY NOT BE USING THE EXACT SAME WORDS, BUT IT'S THE SAME PRINCIPLE. AND HERE IS THE SAME THING WORKING IN THE APOSTLE PAUL'S LIFE. SO IN ACTS CHAPTER 16, PAUL SAW A VISION, A MAN SAYING, COME OVER INTO MACEDONIA AND HELP US. AND SO THERE WAS ZERO DOUBT THAT THIS WAS GOD'S DIRECTION. GOD SUPERNATURALLY CONFIRMED THAT HE WANTED PAUL TO GO THERE, BUT WITHIN JUST HOURS OF BEING IN MACEDONIA, PAUL WAS ARRESTED AND THROWN IN PRISON. AND THE REASON FOR IT IS, IS BECAUSE THERE WAS A GIRL WHO WAS POSSESSED WITH A SPIRIT OF DIVINATION. SHE WAS A SOOTHSAYER, AND HER MASTERS, SHE WAS LIKE A SLAVE, AND THEY MADE MONEY OFF OF HER THINGS THAT SHE WAS DOING. AND SO SHE FOLLOWED PAUL AROUND AND SAID, THESE MEN ARE THE GREAT VOICE OF GOD. SOME PEOPLE MIGHT WONDER, WHY WOULD THE DEVIL INSPIRE SOMEBODY TO DO THAT? BECAUSE IF YOU COULD GET THE DEVIL, LIKE FOR INSTANCE, IF YOU HAD SOMEBODY IN OUR CULTURE TODAY WHO WAS JUST A GOD HATER AND WAS JUST FULL OF EVIL, AND IF THEY CAME AROUND AND STARTED ENDORSING ME AND SAY, LISTEN TO ANDREW WAMACH, HE'S A GREAT MINISTER OF GOD, THAT WOULD BE A KISS OF DEATH TO HAVE THE DEVIL PRAISING YOU LIKE THAT. AND SO ANYWAY, PAUL PUT UP WITH IT FOR A WHILE, BUT FINALLY HE GOT GRIEVED AND HE CAST THE DEMON OUT OF THIS GIRL. AND LOOK AT THIS IN ACTS CHAPTER 16 AND IN VERSE 19, IT SAYS, WHEN HER MASTERS SAW THAT THE HOPE OF THEIR GAINS WAS GONE, THEY CAUGHT PAUL AND SILAS AND DREW THEM INTO THE MARKETPLACE UNDER THE RULERS AND BROUGHT THEM TO THE MAGISTRATES, SAYING, THESE MEN, BEING JEWS, DO EXCEEDINGLY TROUBLE OUR CITY AND TEACH CUSTOMS WHICH ARE NOT LAWFUL FOR US TO RECEIVE, NEITHER TO OBSERVE BEING ROMANS. DID YOU KNOW THAT THAT IS AN ABSOLUTE LIE? 
THEY WERE NOT DOING ANYTHING AGAINST ROME. THEY WEREN'T CAUSING ANY PROBLEMS. THIS WAS ALL A RUSE. YOU KNOW WHAT THE REAL PROBLEM WAS? JUST LIKE VERSE 19 SAYS, THEY WEREN'T GETTING ANY MONEY ANYMORE OFF OF THIS GIRL, AND THEY JUST WANTED TO SHUT PAUL UP AND PUNISH HIM FOR THE MONEY THAT THEY WERE LOSING. DID YOU KNOW THE SCRIPTURE SAYS IN 1 TIMOTHY CHAPTER 6 THAT THE LOVE OF MONEY IS THE ROOT OF ALL EVIL. AND IF YOU JUST KEEP PEELING BACK THE LAYERS, YOU'LL FIND THAT THE LOVE OF MONEY IS BEHIND ALL OF THIS UNGODLINESS. JUST LIKE THIS, IT WAS BECAUSE THEY WERE LOSING MONEY. NOW, THEY DISGUISED IT THAT THEY'RE TEACHING CUSTOMS, THEY'RE HURTING OUR CULTURE. IT WASN'T TRUE. IT WAS ALL ABOUT THE MONEY THAT THEY'RE LACKING. DID YOU KNOW THAT THIS IS EXACTLY TRUE IN OUR CULTURE TODAY? YOU HAVE PEOPLE TALKING ABOUT WOMEN'S RIGHTS AND PROMOTING ABORTION WHEN THE TRUTH IS PLANNED PARENTHOOD IS PUSHING ABORTION BECAUSE THEY ARE MAKING BILLIONS OF DOLLARS OFF OF IT. THEY GET 500, I FORGET THE EXACT NUMBER, BUT OVER HALF A BILLION DOLLARS FROM THE GOVERNMENT EVERY YEAR. NOW, PRESIDENT TRUMP HAS CURTAILED THAT, I THINK, BY 60 MILLION DOLLARS, BUT STILL, THEY GET A LOT OF MONEY. THEY'RE SELLING BABY PARTS. THEY'RE CANNIBALIZING THESE CHILDREN. It's, IT'S MONEY DRIVEN. AND THEY WILL SIT THERE AND SAY IT'S ABOUT ALL THIS OTHER STUFF, BUT NO, IT'S MONEY DRIVEN. IT'S THE LOVE OF MONEY. THAT'S THE ROOT OF ALL EVIL. AND uh, ANYWAY, I COULD SAY A LOT OF STUFF ABOUT THAT. BUT YOU SEE THIS SAME THING THAT'S HAPPENED RIGHT HERE. THEY DISGUISE THEIR TRUE INTENT, SAYING THAT THEY'RE HURTING OUR CULTURE, THEY'RE DOING THIS. YOU WILL HEAR PEOPLE COME UP AND SAY, WELL, YOU'RE A BIGOT AND YOU'RE ALL OF THIS, WHEN THE TRUTH IS THAT IS NOT TRUE. AT ALL. THEY DISGUISE THEIR TRUE INTENTS. AND SO ANYWAY, IT SAYS IN VERSE 22, IT SAYS, AND THE MULTITUDE ROSE UP TOGETHER AGAINST THEM, AND THE magistrates, MAGISTRATES RENT OFF THEIR CLOTHES AND COMMANDED TO BEAT THEM. AND WHEN THEY HAD LAID MANY STRIPES UPON THEM, THEY CAST THEM INTO THE PRISON, CHARGING THE JAILER TO KEEP THEM SAFELY, WHO, HAVING RECEIVED SUCH A CHARGE, THRUST THEM INTO THE INNER PRISON AND MADE THEIR FEET FAST IN THE STOCKS. NOW, THINK ABOUT THIS. THEY HAD BEEN DIRECTED BY GOD SUPERNATURALLY TO GO OVER INTO MACEDONIA. AND WHEN THEY GOT THERE, IT WAS JUST A MATTER OF DAYS. THEY SAW LYDIA THAT WAS uh, BORN AGAIN AND SOME OTHER PEOPLE BORN AGAIN, BUT IT WAS JUST A MATTER OF DAYS UNTIL THEY RAN AFOUL OF THESE PEOPLE WHO WERE MAKING MONEY OFF THIS LITTLE GIRL. AND uh, BECAUSE OF THAT, THEY WERE BEATEN AND, I MEAN, THEY LAID MANY STRIPES UPON THEM, AND THEN THEY PUT THEM IN THE PRISON, in the, IN THE BOTTOM OF THE PRISON, IN A DUNGEON, AND HE MADE THEIR FEET AND HANDS FAST IN THE STOCKS. OR, EXCUSE ME, IT SAYS THEY MADE THEIR FEET FAST IN THE STOCKS. SO HERE THEY WERE IN THE INNER PRISON, BEATEN, AND THEY HAD THEIR FEET IN THE STOCKS. AND WE KNOW LATER IN THIS STORY THAT THE JAILER HAD TO GET A LIGHT TO COME IN, SO THEY DIDN'T LIGHT THIS. IT WAS PITCH DARK. IT WAS PROBABLY FILTHY. IT PROBABLY HAD RATS. IT PROBABLY HAD ALL KINDS OF VERMIN IN THERE. IT WAS A BAD SITUATION. NOW, LET ME JUST ASK YOU THAT IF YOU HAD BEEN PREACHING THE GOSPEL AND YOU WERE TOTALLY INNOCENT OF ALL OF THE CHARGE AND YET SOMEBODY HAD TAKEN YOU AND BEATEN YOU AND THEN PUT YOU IN PRISON, IN A DARK PLACE, IN THE DUNGEON, WITH YOUR FEET FAST IN THE STOCKS, WHAT WOULD YOU BE DOING? WELL, WE WOULD LIKE TO THINK THAT WE WOULD ALL BE PRAISING GOD THE WAY THAT PAUL DID, BUT THE TRUTH IS THAT MOST OF US WOULD BE GRIPING AND COMPLAINING. DID YOU KNOW THAT THERE IS A FALSE CONCEPT THAT MANY PEOPLE HAVE, AND THAT IS THAT THEY THINK THAT IF THEY ARE DOING GOD'S WILL, THAT EVERYTHING'S GOING TO JUST WORK OUT. AND THIS IS HOW THEY DETERMINE WHETHER OR NOT GOD'S LEADING THEM TO DO SOMETHING. 
I've had many people tell me about coming to Bible college, and they say, I feel like God told me to go, but you know, I'm trying to sell my house. I'm trying to get a new job. I need this to happen. And if everything happens, then I'll know it's God. That is not scriptural. Matter of fact, the apostle Paul said, there is a great and an effectual door opened unto me, but there are many adversaries. So right there, he said that just because God opens up a door, that doesn't mean that you aren't going to have any problems, that everything is just smooth sailing. This is an example of Paul having direct leadership from God to go over into Macedonia, and yet they wound up in the prison in just a matter of days. People who go by circumstances, and they let circumstances tell them what God's will is, you're going to miss God more often than not if that's what you do. You need to hear from God, and you need to get a word from God. And then if you're doing what God has told you to do, it's probably more accurate that if there is opposition to what you're doing, you've probably found the will of God. If Satan isn't fighting against you, if there's never any problem, if you don't ever bump into the devil, it's because you're both headed in the same direction. So here's Paul and Silas, and within just days of being over in Macedonia, supernaturally directed by God, they're in prison with their backs hurting, their feet in the stocks in a dark place, terrible situation. And look at this. It says in verse 25, And at midnight Paul and Silas prayed and sang praises unto God, and the prisoners heard them. At midnight, that is the darkest part of the night at the worst possible situation. They weren't able to sleep. Their backs hurt too much. Their feet were in the stocks. I don't know exactly the configuration of all of this, but it's possible that they couldn't, you know, lay down on their backs. They couldn't roll over on their stomach or their side. They were probably just absolutely miserable. And in a situation like that, what did Paul and Silas do? They began to sing praises unto God which part of praising God is thanking Him for His goodness, remembering all of His good works and stuff. So here they were magnifying God with a song and with thanksgiving at the worst possible time. And what was the result of this? It says in the next verse, And suddenly there was a great earthquake, so that the foundations of the prison were shaken, and immediately all the doors were open, and everyone's bands were loosed. You know, this was a supernatural earthquake. It didn't just accidentally happen because, for one thing, it shook everything. It opened the doors and took their bands off. It made all of their bands fall off, but it didn't destroy the prison. It didn't kill anybody. Things didn't cover a cave in. It was a supernatural earthquake. It was like Paul and Silas were praising God, and God got to patting his foot to the music, and here comes this earthquake, and it sets them all free. And the amazing thing is, look at this in verse 27. It says, The keeper of the prison, awakening out of his sleep and seeing the prison doors open, he drew his sword and would have killed himself, supposing that the prisoners had been fled. Now, the reason for this is because in the Roman system, the person who was the guard, the prison guard, if a prisoner escaped, they killed you for it. Your life went for the life of the prisoner. So this guard knew that with the prison doors open, he just assumed that all the prisoners had escaped and he was going to kill himself rather than be tortured and shamed and put to get death by his superiors. But look at this. It says in verse 28, Paul cried with a loud voice, saying, Do thyself no harm, for we are all here. 
Now, the way that he had to cry with a loud voice means that he probably wasn't in eyesight of the prison guard. He didn't know for sure what was happening, but he was just inspired by God to say this, and he called out to the prison guard not to kill himself. And in verse 29, and when he called, and then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved in thy house. And they spake unto him the word of the Lord and to all that were in his house. And he took them that same hour of the night and washed their stripes and was baptized, he and all his straightway. And in the morning, the magistrate said, Let these men go. And so the prison guard came and told Paul and Silas that you're free to go now. And they said, No, we aren't leaving. He says, We were Romans. We were beaten, uncondemned, which means that you could not punish a Roman citizen unless they had been condemned uh, at a trial. They hadn't been condemned. So this violated, and it put these magistrates in a bad position. They could have been punished. They could have been killed because they broke the Roman law. Now, Paul and Silas didn't tell people that they were Romans. They let that go. But when they wanted to just dismiss them and let them go, they said, no, we aren't going to do it. You have them come down and beg us to leave. In other words, he made them repent. He used it as another opportunity to preach the gospel and to show these people the goodness of God. And so anyway, they had to come down and beg Paul and Silas, and finally they left. But here's the point, that at midnight, they were giving thanks and praise unto God. And I can guarantee you, it was not because they had some goosebump going up and down their spine. It wasn't because they had some great experience with the Lord. They chose to praise God. And this is the real point that I'm wanting to get across. I've been talking about how we have to magnify God, glorify God. We have to give God thanks. And I know that there's people that when I say that, you'll say, well, you don't know my situation. And then you will go back to magnifying your situation. You will tell me how bad everything is so that I will look at your problem and be as big as you see it. But man, that's wrong. Paul and Silas were in a worse situation than you're in. And yet at midnight, they started singing and praising God. And that's when their deliverance came. Praise is strength against the devil. It stops him. It releases the power of God. Man, you need to laugh your way out of problems. You need to praise your way out of problems. You need to thank God your way out of problems. Go back and remember his goodness. And here is another great truth in this instance. And that is, it says in verse 25 that when they sang praises unto God, it says the prisoners heard them. If you look this word heard up in the original language, it means that they hung on every word. Now, this is significant because Paul and Silas were singing. All of the prisoners could hear it. And yet when the earthquake came, God didn't just set Paul and Silas free. He set every one of the prisoners free. Their chains fell off. Their doors were open and not a one of them left. Now, to me, that is a great miracle right there. These were people that are probably thieves, rapists, liars. Who knows what they were in prison for? They weren't the best of the best. They were people that had serious problems, and yet they had heard, they had hung on every word that they heard Paul and Silas singing and praising God, and it touched them so much 
that when they were set free and they could have escaped, they stayed, knowing that they would be imprisoned again and whatever the punishment that was going to be inflicted on them, they'd be subject to it again. And yet they found more freedom in prison in the presence of God than they would have found outside without God. Boy, this was a mighty move of God. And here's another great truth. There are some people that know that praise is powerful, so they will praise God when they're in a bad situation through gritted teeth, not from a real heart of worship, but just, you know, I'm forcing myself to do it. But then as soon as their deliverance comes, man, that's over because it wasn't really in their heart. But look at Paul and Silas. They sang and praised God, and when the prison doors were open, they didn't use it as an escape. They didn't leave. You know, here's a great thought. They were praising God, not in order to get something, but they were just praising God because they really loved God. And when the deliverance came, they didn't even take it. They would rather stay there with the jailer and lead him and his family to the Lord than escape and take care of themselves. They had an honest, pure heart in worshiping the Lord. And I'm telling you, brothers and sisters, this is what God is wanting to do in each one of us. I know some of you are in bad situations, and you may be facing death, or you may have already had somebody close to you die. You may be facing financial ruin, relationships where your marriage or your children, you know, those things are, aren't going good. You may be in bad situations, but if you would begin to praise God and glorify God, you magnify God when you give Him thanks, if you would begin to do that, and some of you think, well, what have I got to thank God for? This person died. Well, thank God that you had them for so long. Thank God that if they're a believer, you know where they went. Thank God that, you know, there's just so many things that we can always thank God for. There's some people that are so negative that if somebody slit your throat with a brand new knife, you wouldn't even see the blessing in it. But you could say, thank God it was a brand new knife. It didn't have rust on it. It hadn't been used for something else, no germ. I know I'm a little extreme there, but I'm saying that you can find something to praise God for in any situation. And I don't care what you're going through. If you would begin to praise God at midnight with your backs beaten with stripes, with your feet in the stocks, in the dungeon, in the dark, and if you would begin to start praising God, and thanking Him for what He's done, I tell you, it would release the power of God. God would cause supernatural deliverance to come. Now, that's not the only reason you do it for, is so that you can get what you want, and then you forget God and go do your own thing until the next time you're in a problem. But I'm saying those of you who really do love God, you just need to go back and start remembering the goodness of God. Thanksgiving will make you focus on good things. You won't thank God for bad things. You need to go back and focus on the good things that God has done in your life. And as you begin to praise Him and magnify God, I guarantee you it will cause the power of God to start flowing through you and deliverance to flow through you and to you. You need that. This is powerful. You know, today's my last day to minister on the second teaching in this set. I've got four parts in this series right here. The first one was about glorifying God. The second one's about being thankful. Today's our last day to offer you this second CD in the set as our gift to you. And I would encourage you to please take advantage of this and call or write today.
When you partner with Andrew Womack Ministries, you're not only changing the world through Gospel Truth Television and Caris Bible College, a portion of your gifts go into over 40 other ministries. Ministries like Choices, a pregnancy center that has teamed up with our Caris students to help countless mothers make the right decision. When a young woman comes to us thinking she might be pregnant, we offer free, all of our services are free and confidential, pregnancy tests, ultrasound. We have two nurses on staff, but the goal is to allow the Holy Spirit to lead. And when a young woman is in crisis, we know abortion is a choice that's often made out of fear. She would never willingly choose that, but she feels she has no option but that. And so we give her a safe place to come, talk through her strengths, her resources. Teller County averages about 120 births per year. And last year alone, we had 92 young moms and dads in our parenting program. So Andrew Womack Ministries has just been uh, foundational as a monthly donor for nearly 30 years, but then also when we purchased each of these buildings and expanded one of our buildings, Andrew Womack Ministries helped us in that capital campaign tremendously. So we're very grateful for all the support through the years. You know, becoming a partner with Andrew Womack Ministries helps us to help these organizations lack choices. You know, our nation today is killing babies at an unprecedented rate, and this is a positive way of countering that, not just protesting, complaining. It's not cursing the darkness. It's turning on a light. And so join with us and become a Grace Partner today. Andrew's complete series titled Discover the Keys to Staying Full of God is available in either a CD album or in a DVD album made from our daily television broadcast. This teaching is also available in book form, or you can get it in a companion study guide which will deepen your personal understanding and is perfect for Bible studies, home groups, and Sunday schools. Each of these valuable resources is available for a gift of any amount. Or if you prefer, these products are available as part of the Discover the Keys package. This package includes the book, the companion study guide, and your choice of either the CD or DVD album. This package has a catalog value of $80, but you can receive all of these valuable resources today for a gift of $55. Go to awmi.net to see all the ways you can get this teaching. The individual topic highlighted on today's broadcast is available as an audio CD for a gift of any amount when you write or call. We encourage everyone to give because there's a blessing in giving. But if you're simply unable to afford it, Andrew and his partners will provide today's teaching free of charge. This is the last day we'll be offering this teaching, so be sure to respond today. You can become a Grace Partner or order resources through our website at awmi.net. While there, you can discover more product details and download additional free resources. Or call our helpline Monday through Friday from 4.30 a.m. to 9.30 p.m. Mountain Time at 719-635-1111. To write us, use the address on your screen. We appreciate your generosity and hope to hear from you today. 
You know, I've got great news for those of you who've been wanting to partake of Keras, but you just can't move. You can't seem to uh, find how to fit it into your schedule. We now have what we call eCaris on this little iPad, and you get all of the first year courses here. There's 39 courses, eight hours teaching per course. So that I think is 312 hours worth of teaching. It's loaded on here so that you don't have to have an internet connection. It comes with headphones, wireless headphones, and this way you can take advantage of the first year of Keras curriculum, whatever your situation is. And you can interact with our staff, you take tests, they know where you are in this process. It's just a great way to take advantage of it. Check it out, eCaris.